Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 377. Today's show is brought to you by Stander at shopstander.com, where their way of doing business is about you being and remaining independent. Our show today is part of our Fitness Friday series, and it's another great one in our Fitness Friday programs. We'll be hearing from returning guest, Sabrina Joe. On the Fitness Friday program, we talk with Sabrina Joe about exercise and fitness, but we've not talked much about getting back to the gym after taking a small hiatus. It can feel like lifting weights, running, or balancing for the very first time. The change is real and can be pretty discouraging physically and mentally. But how much is that really throwing you off your fitness goal? And how long is too long before you've disrupted all that hard work you put in? Today on the Fitness Friday Show, we hear from Sabrina Joe about what happens to your body when you fall off the workout wagon and how much progress you really lose. Hey, life happens. Life does happen. And in some cases, sometimes your body may need the rest and a time to reset. For most people that are exercising regularly and have a moderate to solid conditioning level, you know, you work out maybe four to six times a week, a week off is an opportunity to take a break and refresh the mind and body. And assuming you don't make it a regular habit, you don't need to stress about falling out of shape. Our guest today, recurring exercise researcher Sabrina Joe from the American Council on Exercise, has new research on how and if your fitness level can fade. Sabrina Joe, ACE, Fitness Director of Science and Research Content, is here today to tell us, based on new research from the American Council on Exercise, which we'll link to, yes, your fitness will fade over time, but Sabrina Joe will help us understand by how much and by how quickly. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, the American Council on Exercises, Sabrina Joe. Sabrina Joe, welcome to the program once again. Well, thank you, Paul. It's great to be here. Always great to talk to you. Uh, summer months sometimes bring vacation. We're talking during, you know, kind of the latter part of uh, July, first part of, of August. Sometimes it's during this time period that we might take a little bit of time off from kind of at least our favorite subject, yours and mine, exercise, maybe visiting the gym. Maybe that gets a little bit more difficult to do during vacations, but we can pay the price. And we found some research that ACE has done, the American Council on Exercise. It's a wonderful, wonderful article that we'll put a link to that really talks directly to this subject about taking time off from exercise. I have paid the price for this, as I say, um, but let's get into it. How, how long does a break have to last in order to start having some negative effects on our fitness? And uh, and maybe maybe tell us generally, does, does our fitness fade? Great questions. And of course, the answer is always it depends because you're dealing with human beings and everyone's different in their physiology. But uh, in general, especially based on this research, this this elegant little study that we did, uh, I can tell you that after about a month of detraining or not exercising at all, your health markers and your strength and fitness markers all will also decrease, unfortunately. So yeah, the, the general answer to your question is yes, fitness can fade. and. Uh, it 
is really interesting to look at the results of the study that we did because we took a group of people um, in their 20s all the way in through their 70s um, and we and we looked and these people were not normally physically active so they were just healthy but they just weren't you know regular exercisers so we had them complete a 13-week exercise program that involves several days a week of some cardio and some resistance type training exercises and then half the group we had them just continue on doing that for another month but other another half of the group we actually had stop exercise right at 13 weeks and so they didn't get to exercise for four more weeks like the other group did like their counterparts did and what we found was those people who were you know all together working out for 13 weeks in a row they all had statistically significant increases in their health measures so the heart rate blood pressure um, triglyceride levels things like that as well as their aerobic fitness and their their strength um, at that 13 week mark when the group that stopped exercising stopped completely they they were asked to not do any type of physical activity other than just you know regular activities of daily living and when we followed up with that group all those statistically significant improvements after one month actually faded they were they were no longer those improvements in, in their in their profiles and it's it's both I think uh, alarming and just kind of a testament to you you really got to make this a lifestyle commitment in order to retain those benefits yes I agree it does need to be a very active choice uh, to stay active and I I really I, I want to dive into this a little bit because we we might lose some aerobic conditioning we might lose some strength but you you did refer to a physiological impact and i think that that might have more of a a, a negative effect more deleterious than than just losing aerobic conditioning or strength and so maybe tell us a little bit more about loss of blood pressure maybe triglycerides are going to change some of that stuff i think is really that needs to be brought to bear here because those are very important issues yeah so in this um, specific study that we're talking about they measured those cardiometabolic markers such as blood pressure um, cholesterol and triglycerides and those were the things that both significantly improved when those exercisers started their program, but those were the same things that also actually declined back more toward initial levels when they stopped exercising after only four weeks. And that is something to pay attention to because um, it's, you know, we might, if we're doing exercise and we feel our cardio fitness improve or we feel our strength improve, that's one thing, but these, other cardiometabolic markers we don't necessarily feel like just kind of exist in the background and we're not necessarily aware that we're um, perhaps headed toward a, a negative direction with those health markers so that's one thing to keep in mind um, but 
it's not all bad news um, because one thing that we do know and, and evidence is starting to show this more and more is that you don't have to participate in a, in a rigorous aerobic and strength training type of program in order to receive benefits. Um, and and really, I think you may have said it earlier when, when you were you know, teeing up our discussion that any movement is good movement mm-hmm. and, and some is, is always better than none. Mm-hmm. And specifically, if you can make it an effort to move throughout your day such that you're not being sedentary for hours on end, um, if you can just stand up and move around, go for a quick walk, just, just keep active in your daily activities, that's actually enough to help with those kind of those silent health markers that we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. In other words, if we can just not decline to zero, to nothing, <laughs> that's the yes. key. Just maybe, even if we're on vacation, go for that walk. Maybe grab a bike out in front of the hotel. <laughs> Do something that is going to get your body moving. Yes, and even if you, like you mentioned, you had to, uh, to take a break, which is very often mm-hmm. the case um, as we get on with our busy lives, or maybe even we suffer an injury and we've got to really... Mm-hmm. Uh, cut down on our amount of exercise. Um, but even in that situation, y- your your fitness losses don't have to be extreme if you can just keep moving. So you you won't lose as much of those gains that you had obtained um, if you can just do some type of activity on a regular basis, whether or not it's vigorous or whether or not it's an actual structured program. Just just keep moving. Hi, it's Paul, and we'll be right back with our Fitness Friday series guest, Sabrina Joe, talking about sticking with your fitness routine, not taking an unnecessary break or a hiatus, and staying strong. At the top of the show today, I mentioned the sponsor is Stander at shopstander.com. Stander is great about promoting your strength in the sense that Stander is committed to your independence. Many of us in the Not Old Better Show audience, just like me, have senior parents. My mom will be 90 soon, and I've talked about her a lot here as she is very independent, living alone in our family home of 60 years. Well, I worry about her and live all the way across the country from her. I sometimes worry that she'll possibly fall out of bed or slip in the bathroom. Well, Stander has a solution to that problem, solving my concern with their patented product line, including their easy-adjust bed rail to assist getting in and out of bed and preventing nighttime falls. Stander offers you and your caregiver high-quality aging-in-place tools, resources, and support to solve issues in your home and giving you independence and dignity. Sometimes you don't want to drill holes in your walls to affix grab bars. Stander has a solution for that with their patented security pole and curve grab bar. Simple to install in minutes anywhere in your home, giving you the utmost in peace of mind. Their easy fold-and-go rollator is the world's most portable, compact rollator, allowing you to load it in your car's front seat and go about your business. Their rollator makes traveling so much easier, be it on an airplane, cruise, or just around town. 
Look, I've checked these products out, and so can you at their website. I've gotten to know the fine folks at Standard 2, where you'll find their customer service is among the highest rated online. With their lifetime warranty, you will never have to worry about finding another solution to your mobility needs. You'll love the way Standard has thought out the process of relating your needs with their solutions for both those aging in place and their caregivers. As a special bonus for the Not Old Better Show listeners, go to shopstander.com for a free guide on preventing dangerous falls and free shipping on your first order. That's shopstander.com. We'll put all of this in the show notes. And now back to our Fitness Friday series interview with Sabrina Joe about keeping your fitness routine going. No lapsing here. Thanks, everybody. This is all great stuff. Sabrina Joe, Director of Science and Research Content for the American Council on Exercise. You know, for me, we talk about some of this blood pressure and uh, the triglycerides and all, all of these these related uh, important issues, and I, and I appreciate you emphasizing that. I honestly feel like, and, and I know that this is reported elsewhere in, in other research, but for me, if I don't exercise, I get a little blue. I, I, I really will, will get a little down, and so much so that my wife, Gretchen, will just look at me and she'll just say, have you exercised today, Paul? You know, and so <laughs> she knows right off the bat. <laughs> I can feel that. And I think that these other areas often you know, these other areas of importance, they often get neglected. And I think depression is one that we really need to, to stay on top of it. And, uh, and exercise, getting out into a little sunlight, those things really do matter. And so don't ignore the simple ways of getting back into a fitness routine. Yes, thank you so much for bringing that topic to bear because this study, of course, didn't look at the mental health or wellness associated with um, being more physically active, mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm. Um, the evidence really is clear that being physically active, whether it's just moving your body in in ways that you enjoy or a, a real rigorous structured exercise program, any movement at all helps um, with psychological health. Mm-hmm. And so, so much so, in fact, that I, I, I do believe that the American Psychological Association has um, recommended that physical activity be part of a treatment strategy for mm-hmm, depression, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. So the, there's there's really, um, it, it's it's nothing, it can't be overstated, mm-hmm. <laughs> the importance of being active, not only on your physical health, but also your your mental health and wellness. I, I always like the research coming from, from uh, ACE. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you because of your focus on research and, and science. And I, I found this, article in this research, and again, we will link to it, but the cross-representation of different ages, I thought, was really pretty powerful. I was glad to see some of the, you know, upper age rages uh, participating in this study because some of this is really especially true, you know, as we maybe decline in some exercise, our fitness might fade, but that I think is even more so based on the research as we age, right? Correct. Um, aging brings about its own special <laughs> issues with it. But what I really like about this research and also the the lab that conducts this research is that they're a community-based um, university lab. So 
not only they're not only looking at college students to get their results they're inviting um, people from all walks in the community to come in and, and participate and that's exactly what the research that that we're speaking about showed is that regardless of your age group um, physical activity will actually affect you both positively and then when you stop negatively kind of in the same way mm-hmm. so that that's a good takeaway yeah good well let's let's talk about some of the other takeaways and and really the bottom line of the research so what else do we do to keep our fitness going uh, that routine when we travel and uh, spend some time on vacation or take a little bit of a break give us some kind of some of your creative ways of uh, getting this done even when we're away wow that is always a challenge i find that when i travel mm-hmm. i make opportunities in my planning and scheduling where i will have to walk to get to whatever fun activity i'm mm. doing um, and it's mm-hmm. you know that that's pretty simple. Let's say if you're visiting a big city, um, I m- my husband and I visited oh let's say Chicago last year, and but he was wearing his um, fitness tracker watch, and by the time we had visited all the sites, we had walked twelve miles that day. Wow! <laughs> it didn't even seem that's a good yeah, distance. But we were Man, having so much fun. That's impressive. That that's great. It didn't seem yeah. like that. So. Um, make no mistake that walking is an excellent form of physical activity. Um, even if you're used to, you know, the really the higher and more vigorous intensity type of work, walking, especially when you're on vacation, is definitely a way to get that activity in. So that's that's a good tip. Um, I usually, if I'm staying at a hotel, will try to find a place that has a decent gym, hotel gym, so that uh, I. You know, so, sometimes just setting the tone for the day, getting in a, a quick um, walk on the treadmill or a quick uh, use of the weight machines if they have them. Just just something small that won't take up a lot of your vacation time, but really just sets the tone for the day and, and, and gets the heart pumping. Um, and lastly, I would say that in addition to planning activities where you have to walk to and from to actually enjoy them. I would say maybe make travel plans around physically active um, experiences. So it's easy to think of maybe doing that if you're visiting the mountains and you're going on a hike to enjoy your environment. Um, Or, you know, if you're, if you want to take a tour of the city, the, the walking is always a good idea. Um, and also don't discount steps. What do you um, mean by that? Steps, I, so, like a pedometer? No, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, that's good. Uh, steps are um, a general term. I, I was specifically referring to stair climbing. Don't discount okay. stairs. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so if you're in a situation where you're visiting um, buildings and such, take the stairs as much as possible. Um, even make it kind of a fun activity if you're out walking and you see stairs, uh, just take them. <laughs> and then even if it diverts you from your path, run up and down the stairs and then get back on the, the track you're going. So that's kind of a, a fun game that, that I've done as well when I'm checking out new places. That's great. So helpful. And it's so good to talk to you, especially again, this time of year, we're thinking about this stuff. You know, if you're working hard in the gym, you you know you might end up taking a little bit of a short hiatus and uh 
And depending on the length of time, that can that can change the way you uh, the way your fitness routine really affects you. So Sabrina Joe, director of science and research content for the American Council on Exercise, always so good to talk to you. Have a great couple of weeks, and we'll catch up to you very soon. Fantastic. Thanks, Paul. My thanks always to Sabrina Joe, the American Council on Exercise Director of Science and Research Content for joining us today. Of course, my thanks to Stander at shopstander.com for sponsoring the show. And to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Please keep your emails coming to me with show ideas, suggestions, and comments at info at notold-better.com. Remember, let's talk about better, the Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.